Alrighty, doing a little bit of housekeeping before I get into the uh, Saints review, which will be a nice fun one again, uh, thankfully. Uh, just to get around the Merch Creed store, um, the Creed Merch store, already off to a good start. It is 6.46am on this Wednesday. Um, so get around the uh, Creed Merch store. Uh, we've got a bit of stuff on there. There's some more stuff coming. It is a slow process getting stuff in. I'll put something up on the socials later on that kind of shows the frustration with making orders when something just sits in one spot for 20 days of a month and doesn't move um, in the tracking of items coming from different places around the world that we order um, through. So that was that's nice and fun, but that's finally turned up. But it was just a small thing anyway, and we're waiting on a few other things. Um, but yeah, get around that. Um, there's a little bit of, bit of stuff there, and I've put the um, Motlop badges up there for $3 to celebrate another three-goal performance from Motlop. Um, he's having a great little season, which I'll talk about on this review, um, as well as the other bits and pieces that are on there. Um, what else? Uh, rate and review the podcast if you're on, um, you know, Apple Pods or wherever you podcast. If it's got an option to rate and review, that would be great. Um, you know, if it's for, if it's good review on rating, that is. Um, if you don't want to do that, don't want to give it a good one, then um, please don't give it a bad one. But if you want to give it a good review, that would be awesome. Um, and rating, that would be awesome. Um, that does help um, podcasters, you know, um, get like get the podcast to the forefront of things. Um, and it just yeah, it just helps with the the you know whatever metrics they use in podcasting apps to keep things at the forefront and at the front of um, searches. So your ratings and reviews are really important. Um, I'm terrible at actually asking for them because I just don't. I feel like if, if it's of, of your own volition, then that's great. But um, yeah, I'll just give a little little um, ask if you if you've been thinking about it, then just uh, give, do it. Um, that would be awesome. And yeah, get around the merch. And um, yeah, I've got a couple of um, little projects in the works with merchandise at the moment um this little uh, intro is going on way too long but i've got a couple of little projects in the works and merch uh, a couple of special release items in the coming months that are, i'm really excited about so we haven't got too much new stuff out lately because we've been working on a few special little things but um yeah we'll get some more cracking in the next few months and that'll be really exciting and some stuff um a classic player a little collection of badges that i'm really excited to get get manufactured and out there um so keep an eye out for that in the coming months um as well as a little bit of something for um a certain certain player that we all love coming up to 300 games we'll have a couple of items celebrating that too um in the coming months so keep an eye out um but uh, if you haven't gotten around any of the stuff that we've got out there yet um yeah get around that too Alrighty, we should finally get into the review eh Johnny Big Redemption like No I'm talking about Hold up whoa, 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 whoa. season um with a nice little season just tracking along really well at the moment now um a big win on anzac day night um and a special occasion that it was as far as all the the um festivities around um i'm not sure if festivities is really the right word but the remembrances um and commemorations for the um anzac uh, memories and and those you know that have served you know in the past and serving now and all those that will in the future, um, you know, there's, uh, there's important, a lot of important stuff going on around the game. 
um, that was uh, really well um, observed and respected by all. Um, but then the game uh, went, uh, went ahead and went ahead bloody brilliantly for our Fort boys. Um, it was uh, just, a, I guess, as a bit of an intro, it was um, quite a relaxing night in the end, um, which I think I'll, I'll talk a bit about um, probably as I'm going through the podcast. It's not like a section or anything. It's just a general trend that I've been enjoying the last couple of weeks. Um, with our Fort Adelaide uh, Footy Club and how we're kind of playing footy at the moment, um, it's really um, quite a controlled, mature and imposing form of football they're playing, um, whether that's, uh, you can call it the confidence in the team, um, the confidence in the players and the confidence in the coaching and all those things wrapping up into one that our team is uh, controlling football games in a way that um, I haven't seen in a long time um, by Port Adelaide side in the manner that they are, because they're not doing the um, they're not doing the you know they're not going out they haven't we haven't truly smashed a team this year yet. Um, you know I think uh, fifty four point or fifty five points against the Kangaroos in the first round might be their biggest win of the season still. Um, so, you know, not nine goals is no not, not, not a smashing. You know, I've seen a few teams go down by 90 or over 100 points um, this this year. Um, so it, ha- it has been done, but we, we haven't been a part of one of those. But at the same time, the, the, the form of football we're playing um, looks as imposing as any because I think when you've got to look at it um, on the field, and it's just we look to be toying with St Kilda a lot. And that, there was a little bit of that with uh, Carlton last week too. Carlton certainly would throw on punches here and there, but Port just... There seemed to be a uh, a manner in Port Adelaide's play the last couple of weeks that is like, yeah, we can see what you're doing. We're kind of just messing around with the footy here and just um, just trying to find. And it's like Port Adelaide are trying to learn more about their own game plan, that, and one that's already um, incredible, and that they're they're trying to learn more about what they're doing, and f- and and pick up and learn some new tricks as they're playing these games, which is um. A foreboding sign for anyone else that's looking to come up against Port Adelaide because they're they're figuring things out as on the on the go this season while also being you know the, the team they were we were last year, um, as good as we are and then there's but they're still figuring out you know figuring out Fantasia's new you know Lear is obviously the all these players are, are fitting in uh, fitting in like a glove but um, there's just a little bit of a factor of um, the control of the game and the fact that it's just like we can score when we want and we kind of don't want to right now. We're just, we kind of, well, we do, but they're, they're, just, they're, they're, they're playing around and, and, and just um, and controlling the tempo of the game. You can see when they slow it down a little bit and um, and try to figure out their way out of, um, and there's certainly a point in the St. Kilda game. And I, the first quarter was um, a little bit of a siege on the, on the back line, but you never, you I never got the feeling that like oh St Kilda are on one here. Um, yeah, they 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 had far more in, in inside fifties, but it was more like the, the fifty entries. Sometimes were, were us entering our own our own defensive fifty when we were kicking the ball back around. It was like you know the ball was um, moving around back there, and um, St Kilda kind of hemmed us in a little bit there for a while in the first quarter. And but it felt like that was all they that was. That the literally the game plan was like we need to hammer them in and try to you know do that you know forward forward pre- half pressure kind of thing that we do and we did very well again on the weekend as well um, and see if we can and snag a few from them and get a lead but they they didn't take their advantage of their their um, opportunities and then we went down and kicked four goals and we were still up by three, you know more, almost three goals at quarter time so it was like the only the only real punch they threw was that and um, it just never felt 
really threatening um, from me, my standpoint, just sitting on the on the on the so, uh, sideline in the crowd there. Um, I just didn't feel much threat from the St Kilda side, and um, it was very obvious early on that um, our guys were on. You know, Carl Amon had an incredible start to that game. I think what what he had, there was over twenty disposals at halftime, and um, and uh, I remember just checking my fantasy team because he's in that. He's already had one hundred and eight fantasy points at at halftime, which was um, incredible. Um, and you know, and Martin Frederick. Um, I'll say a bit more about him in a bit, but um, oh, he's just he just had an incredible debut, and um, he was in the game early. Um, so you you got guys like Amon and um, you know, and debutant like Frederick already looking uh, far more dangerous than um, any of their um. You know that their guns like Zach Jones was back in the side, and he was he was in and around the ball, but um, that looked reactive. Um, you know, Brad Hill was. Uh, there's been plenty said about him in the media this week, as far as just where is where is this guy going, um, as far as his impact on the side, because they still uh, expect far more out of him than what he's giving. And um, and you know, Brad Crouch was already thinking about what he was going to be doing after the game, and when he, you know he's back on um, home soil for his um, you know his um, extracurriculars. Uh, so, um, which by the way, um, I was, it, it came into my mind to yell something, but I just, I, I just didn't cause I'm trying, I don't want to get kicked out. Um, uh, but it, it was, you know, you have those, those sledges that come into mind, um, you know, when a player like, you know, cause you just, that's part of your, your, your job as a fan is to try to throw the opposition off, you know, um, without being, um, you know, too, you know, you don't want to say anything, um serious but you know a little a little snarky comment about um brad crouch's pickup last year would have been um you know funny is what i was thinking um but someone thankfully i think two people in my section stood up when he took a mark on the 50 um stood up and said something along the lines of what i was thinking which was um i think they, they yelled um because he took the mark around the 50 and um they yelled uh, brad you can't snort that one um in reference to the 50 meter line so you know that's just good um, good op- opposition fan banter, you know. There's no no swearing, nothing derogatory about, um, you know, real real personal. It was just just a comment about a news story essentially, um, and you know, a smart witty one about the 50 meter line and Brad Crouch, and, and he shanked the kick. So that was wonderful. So you know, all these guys um, in their side, we just they just weren't there for the they weren't at the races. Um, you know, even Dougal Howard was, uh, you know, he <laughs> went up for that massive fly. And um and just completely and just completely misjudged it and 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 the fact that um Boak was just sitting under it like just just took it because it was just it landed in his arm he read the ball way better and and that kind of thing I looked at that because it was Dougal going over I think it was he was going over Charlie for that one um trying to take a hanger over Charlie and was that just trying too hard was that what they were trying to do they were trying to make a statement every time they were going to the ball because there was a lot you know, the the late hit on Wines was. Um, just terrible, shitty, and um, we're very glad that Wines um, is okay. Um, you know, just all that kind of stuff that was going on um, just seemed like they were just trying to do more than what was necessary to actually, you know, win the game. Like you just, you just need to do the, you just need to do the fundamentals right, and they were just trying to impose themselves too much and and all that kind of stuff. And so it was an interesting dynamic between two one team the, the two teams because um, as I said Port Adelaide um, in my opinion were just showing a, a development in our game um, which was um, evident last week and um, and this week as well just an incredible um, uh, a capability to control the match 
and control the tempo and control the flow and, and kind of just score when they want. You know, the, we could have c- kicked another six if we if we just stepped on the gas, you know, and, and made it a real 70, 80-point thumping if we wanted to. And I think that, that ability is in the side, but... Um, there is a there is a tendency to also make sure that we're um, not overexerting ourselves when it's not um, necessary. Percentage will be important, but if we if we keep winning games um, against these sides by fifty to sixty points, um, that will be that will be um, an, enough. And um, you don't want to you don't want to be going percentage hunting um, at the at the expense of uh, you know your uh, your you know overexerting fitness. Um, you know sports science and all that stuff. I'm sure these guys are keeping an eye. The, the guys in the box are keeping an eye on the on these players as they're going and, and don't want to, you know, we want to keep them fresh, especially we've had, we've had a few of those injuries the last few weeks. Um, the guys that are out there, we want to keep them fresh for next week. And it was what it was wonderful to get through a game um, unscathed on the injury front and then, and everyone looked, um, you know, pretty fresh towards the end of the game too. There wasn't too much, um, too many guys that were just really just knackered. Um, I'm sure they were, but it didn't like, it didn't actually look like a game where they'd, they'd had to exert themselves to the full extent, like a, a Richmond two-point win on a Friday night, that kind of thing. Um, you know, these guys were able to run the game out um, without having to, um, you know, be putting the body on the line. Right to the end, though, they still, you know, there was a lot of, you know, the the, the energy and, the, and, the, and their commitment to um, defending was wonderful right to, through to the end of the game. Um, you know, the fact that we held St. Kilda to... Um, you know, uh, I think it was they only had two goals up until late in the third, and then, you know a couple of the goals they got. And there was a shit free kick where um, um, I think it was a soft. Uh, they, they gave a push when I think it was Woodcock was chasing down. Whoever kicked uh, kicked the ball inboard, and Aaliyah took a <laughs> took a great juggling mark, and unfortunately they paid the. And you know he's kind of he's chasing with every every ounce of his mind. Some people said, oh, you shouldn't put the hand in the back. That's kind of what you do as you you're chasing forward and you're kind of leaning forward already to try to affect the tackle and the, the ball gets kicked away and you kind of, your hand just, you know, you just go, ah, you know, and it was, it wasn't a push at all and it's just one of those soft free kicks that you happen in footy and luckily it doesn't affect the game at all but that was one of the five goals that um, St. Kilda ended up with for the night. I think it was five, who knows. Um, I should know when I'm doing the, um, the review but um, I just don't care because St. Kilda were just not, not at the races um and um but you know the the fact that we um held them to um you know bugger all goals um yeah it was five for the night um and it was two right up until late in the third um and that's an incredible feat um defensively because that's where you win the game is by just just stifling and choking out their um, avenues to goal and that's what it was it was there were two goals five or whatever they were um and you know late deep into the third quarter while we, we kicked right away and we we're um you know, ten goals up at that point, really. Um, so it's just um, an incredible performance because that's that's what you know. We could kick you know twenty four goals to their ten or something like that, but I think I'm more um, empowered and and really excited by the fact that we're just stifling the route to goal um, for other teams. Um, and you know, apart from that first half against West Coast, we really haven't seen the team be able to pile them on. And and you could see where. Things were going wrong in that one. It was very clear that um, you know the mids weren't at the, weren't up to the races in that one, and and that some of our defenders were just being caught out because the ball was coming in, um, you know, just on ma- on mass because of you know the issues around the ground. So when you know when everything's clicking, our defense is just so is marshaled so well, and um, and really and just jo- Jonas had an incredible game. Um, I said Jones, but I meant Jonas. Um, Jonas had an incredible game, and um, you know, real. Um, you know, captain's game back there and, um, and you know, um, kind of 
where the Anzac spirit and all that stuff can be talked about um, a bunch that night, but he certainly led, like, um, you know, a, a great documentary that was on beforehand about um, Bob Quinn and the Rover of Tobruk, which I talked about a bit in the um, the preview, and I'll, I might do a, um, a quick little, uh, like, 15, 20-minute podcast on its own about that because I really enjoyed that and want to talk about it um, more uh, and give it its due in its own moment. But, um, you know, there's the, Bob Quinn was an, an incredible Port Adelaide captain, um, and and Jonas would led in a similar fashion the other night. Um, just an, he is an incredible player and leads by example. And and the fact how he masters that back line is incredible. And him alongside Alir, um and and the other guy, and the other guys as well. But those two are really the figureheads back there um, as far as their their ability just to stop. And then you know Cleary took some big big um, defensive marks as well and affected some good good spoils. And just those three just patrolling back there. It's kind of like. Um, I said the other night in a tweet, I, I only mentioned Jonas and Aaliyah, but Cleary certainly um, gets to, uh, is well-deserving of being included. And I'm kind of going to stuck on the night's watch, I think, because they just do, they are the watchers on the wall back there and um, completely and utterly dedicated to their job um, and, and and do their job very well. And it's just incredible um, what, the, what we're doing um, as far as just making it so incredibly difficult for the opposition to score, um, you know, it really has to, you know, the opposition has to break it, break right out from the back when when we're pushed up and, and get past that um, forward press really to get a good a good chance of goal. And you've still got um, Aaliyah's incredible athletic ability to um, man up one on one and 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 almost you know ninety nine percent of the time affect a spoil, grab a mark, or and and just or just get the ball out. You know, uh, pushing it, push them out wide, um, so there's not an easy chance. If if they do take the mark, it's going to be out wide. But um, you know, that kind of stuff is just it's just a real um, something to watch uh, going forward this season. Just how how good we are in that in that um, aspect of the game. I'm just really enjoying that um, defense, and that's probably what I took away from this game more. And that's why I was talking about the control of the game and everything like that with with how we won against St Kilda because. Um, there is some great goal moments, and I'll talk about a couple of them um, and a few of the forwards, um, you know, in in the next um, half of the because I've gone on almost uh, twenty minutes now, and um, really just been talking about the control aspect and the d- defense. But you know, that's we do need to give them their their due. Um, you know, Jonas uh, has been incredible um, uh, for a, a long time for us now, and Alia has revolutionised and been that missing link. Um, back there as well, and then um, and you know another guy that um, needs to needs his and I talked about it in my season preview. I said if this guy can stay fit, um, he's going to be he's going to be like a new player because we haven't really seen the best of him since. But um, since he came over in the Chad Wingard trade, um, but he's uh, we all know his talent. Um, he's just he's just been so unlucky with injuries and in that um, Richmond prelim was um, heartbreaking and um, you know. There's some people in the crowd near me and that, that, that prelim were just, what the fuck's he doing up there? Um, I could I figured it out pretty quickly because I was like, there's no reason you put a guy from the back line and into, into your full forward unless they're, they're injured and you're trying to do it for rotations. But yes, I am talking about Ryan Burton and um, knock on wood, um, he's been incredibly incredible this um, this season so far um, and he's really building into it um, now that you can kind of see every, with every passing week um, his confidence in his own body is probably getting better as well because he's probably and it's the thing that happens when you're plagued by random injuries is um you uh you, you that doubt comes into you you know into your step but you could just really see the other night especially um just how how confident he seems in his own like his um talent and his skills is um have been um 
obvious um, from early on, um, particularly you know, at Hawthorne, it was obvious, um, and that's why um, you know that trade happened, and um, an, an incredible trade it was too. To be honest, um, I think even at the time it was a funny one that um, Ryan Burton won. Remember a family friend um, who's got a um, son; just he's just turned eighteen. Um, but even but even back then, he's so what's that three or four years ago now? Um, he said he was mad um, that they got in Chad Wingard, but given up Ryan Burton because um, he knew he knew then. Um, you know what is he? You know, th- fourteen, fifteen, maybe at the time or thirteen. I can't trying to think how back far back we're going now for that trade, but um, he would been fourteen, fifteen. But you know, he knew. At that point, he's just like, no, Ryan Burton's a really good player. I don't know exactly if this is going to be as big a win. Um, obviously, Wingard's got some incredible talent. We all knew that at Port, and um, but there were some issues going on there that meant that he was expendable in that sense. And when you get when you get a player of um, Ryan Burton's ilk back for in a trade for a player that's kind of looking to move, and you're maybe looking to move, that is an incredible, incredible piece of recruiting. And um, we're seeing the real um, boon of it this year. Is um, He's uh attacking the ball and his 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 speed and his kind of um skill set is just um that that bounce off of half back and um is incredible and I'm just loving what what he's doing. He's a player that um you know we've we've kind of not we've not forgotten about, but you do just uh, like I said in the season preview, it's like he will be like a new player this year if he if he can get a run on. And so far, you know, knock on wood again because I'm really. Uh, don't want to see anything happen. Um, you know, six games in, he's just having, he's really having an incredible season. And um, and if he continues on to be fit, um, he's going to be, he, he will be like um, that third new recruit alongside Alir and, and, um, and uh, Fantasia because he's, um, he will, like, you know, even last year, he didn't really get a good, good solid run in the side um, at any point without um, any niggling injuries coming at him. So um, this year he, he is going to be like a he's, he's like a new recruit so far. And, you know, when you consider the, some of the little injuries we've had, you know, um, Hartlett was a little bit banged up at the start of the season. And um, Hartlett looked, um, by the way, was looking all right the other night considering how, how banged up he was the week before at Carlton too. Um, we've seen him moving all right. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, Considering the injuries we've had with um, guys going in and out of the side the last few weeks, um, and you know, Lockie Jones having to go out again, um, you know, with Ryan Burton sticking in there, and um, it just shows the incredible depth we have, and and um, you know, it, you just don't even notice that these guys are actually gone a little bit. You know, um, it's it's incredible. So Burton's, um, yeah, keep an eye on, make sure you keep an eye on how he's playing. Um, if you're not, if you haven't kind of noticed, um, because he's he's going to be right up there with some of our better players of the year. Um, when it comes to you know best and fairest times and stuff like that at the moment, because I think he's just having an incredible impact, and it's and it's and it's building week on week. He's gonna he's gonna keep getting better as well as the season goes on because I think he's really starting to find his feet. Um, he feels a part of the side probably finally. Um, not that he's never not been a part of the side, but it's just the, the mental aspect of being in and out with injuries. You can start to f- you can feel like um, that spot is you know in jeopardy just because it's your own body's letting you down. But um, Ryan Burton's really Really, just you can see he's got the confidence. He feels a part of this side. He feels he feels an integral part of the side, and um, he certainly he certainly is. And um, we're incredibly um, happy for it, and um, I'm incredibly happy for him. And uh, as a bloke that's only I think he's 24 years old at the moment, um, so much footy footy ahead of him, um, so many years ahead of him. Um, injuries or not, um, he's he's got plenty of years ahead um, to 
to keep having um, the impact he is, and um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy every minute of it. Alrighty, let's talk about Ollie Wines and Carl Amon. Um, I, I think I mentioned Carl Amon a bit at the start, and um, I can't think if I've mentioned Ollie at all. And if I haven't, until the twenty fourth minute of the podcast, and that is that is on me because Ollie was incredible the other night. Um, he's having an incredible year, um, averaging I think thirty one disposals a game at the moment in twenty twenty one. I'm just reading through some stats now, but you know, and that's just um, this is the Ollie that we've probably we we all know we've had at times. Um, you know, Ollie's occasionally there's been the frustrations, whether it be the, um, you know, the, the preseason injury um, when he's water skiing. And um, I'm not going to get into that because, you know, um, unfortunately players are also humans and uh, these things will happen. Um, it was frustrating at the time, but, um, you know, um, he's he's bounced back from a lot um, with, you know, there was the, the captaincy stuff with the dual captains that never really um, was popular with the, with the, with the us true believers. And um, I'm glad that we've gone back to the one, but Ollie's, all of these things that have, um, between the injury, the even just the Channel 7 interview at his house, all these little things that a different person might have um, handled um, badly, just the little, the little, those little things. But he's just, he's actually been just such, such, such an incredible um, mature, an incredible maturity about um, how he's just gone, you know, tackled those things and gone, well, it's happened, let's just keep moving forward. And, and I think that's, it has been understood by the Port Adelaide, uh, our Port Adelaide fans, is like he's he's kind of handled everything with such a humility and uh, and um, a maturity, and just and not uh, not let it affect his footy or anything like that. As far as he's just he's just continued to work, and and we'll appreciate that. I think I think if someone kind of um, you know you know threw the toys out of the you know toys out of the pram um, when little things are going against you, then that's kind of what we you know we don't like is you know. But he's he's handled things with just an incredible maturity and and kept moving forward and um and then the, this year is the real reward for it because he has had you know he's had a good he's had a good preseason which um has been a hard thing to get out of Ollie in the last few years just with the little injuries um and you know not just the it's just injuries happened at the wrong times and um he hasn't had um full preseason but this year he had a full preseason he had, he was looking good last year too. Um, and it really, really came to his own um, later in the year as well, and um, and he's can just rolled that forward through now, and he's you know he's he's 26 years old, um, he's right in the right in the start of his prime of his career, and and you know when you look at what Travis Boak is doing now, like when is your actual prime? Um, might be at 30, might be at 33, might be at 40 with Trav, we don't know, um, but Ollie's um, you know 26, and when you look at it, you know, if he looks at a guy like Boak as as someone he can um, model a, a model a career off of, and at 26 he's got plenty of years to, to go. But at the moment we're enjoying um, the Ollie Wines at the best of his um, best of his abilities that we've seen so far in a Port Adelaide jumper in his career. And um, you know, the, the, he, he was deserving of the Peter Badko medal. I did look over at Andrea the better half of the creed when they were about to announce the medal. I said it's Ollie or Carl, and um, and it was and it was Ollie. But um, you know, Carl was. Amon was probably on track for it um, in the in the first half. Certainly, it was um, twenty six disposals. I did mention at the start of the pod. I wasn't exactly sure. I got it in front of me now. Um, he had twenty six disposals at the main break, which was um, so he had thirty four for the for the game. So you know, tailed off in the second half, but the game was won um, by that point. And whether and you know, there was a little bit we were just dicing around with the ball a little bit more in the second half. He he won the ball at the at the key, key moments of the game, um, and you know, matched up. And when you're playing against a guy like Brad Hill. You know, Brad Hill, um, his career and he's famous for his speed and his tenacity and, and his skills and all those things that um, we've seen Brad Hill do over the years. Um, 
you know, not not at St Kilda yet, but at Frio, and it's just like and um, Amon outplayed Hill at his own game. It was a, a, incredible to watch, and um, when the game was there to be won, and I've talked about this on other previews and reviews before, um, that you know you've you take your, your disposals like you know Boke against the Kangaroos where he, when he got the gut the, the the majority of his contested possessions and and clearances and all that stuff that Boke was doing in that game um, he the the real the numbers at the end of the day were good but the, the the ones that were really impressive were the ones that he got in that period of the game where they broke it open in the second quarter against Kangaroos and Amon you can say the similar thing for him he's had twenty six disposals in the first half and that's where the game was won and then the second half. Has tailed off a little bit, but the game was won at that point. He's he's had the impact where you want it. It's not they're not junk time disposals or anything like that. He's had twenty six disposals when the game was won in the first half, uh, and that's just um, you know that's what you want to see from a guy like Amon. He's he's kind of going about it, and they're both going about it in just a way that is um, you know hopefully it's catching the eye of the AFL world. But um, you just see what they're doing and um, and appreciate as Port Adelaide fans, and they're doing it in a way that's just um just they're just working hard and 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 they both got their f- they're, they're they're flashy players, but not um they're not purposely flashy. They're just they're going they're working hard. It's just the flashiness is just because of their skills and 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 their abilities. They're not they're not actually going out. They're trying to get on highlight reels. They're just going out there and working and 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 the, the highlight reel ability is just a part of who they are as players because they're that that bloody good and um. You know, just both of them to have, uh, uh, you know, 60 to 70 disposals between them um, on the weekend with um, Ollie having 36. Uh, just just what a what a pairing to have um, going now. When we consider that we have Travis Boke still there in the middle too, and he's kind of, the, the, the more these guys are doing this, the less Boke will be, you know, Boke was tagged last week against Carlton, he worked his way out of that one. But um, when you see these guys having these kind of impacts on the game, it just, it just, Gives Boke more space to work too. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna have all these guys in this kind of form, it's going to be um, scary for oppositions to figure out. And um, you know, we want we to be in a premiership discussion. You have to obviously have a midfield doing this this kind of work. And um, I I really you know it'd be really wonderful to start seeing um, these guys talked about. You know, you see those oh which team's got the best midfield discussions, and you know you see. Richmond, West Coast, and the dogs are up there, and, and people have just haven't seen Ports thrown into the mix yet. And um, and look, I don't really care. Um, as Port fans, we don't care what anyone else thinks of us, um, apart from when they think about what jersey we should wear. Um, that that um, that does annoy us, um, rightly so. Um, I'll talk about that in another podcast soon too, because I'm starting to um, do my head in. Um, but um, as far as our midfield goes, we'll be happily truck along. Um, being underrated if it need be because people rate us um, people will start to rate us once they start seeing um, this team win some silverware um, if this this kind of trend continues because if Amon and Ollie um, stay in this kind of form this year and um, and Boat continues just doing what he's done um, then we will be hard to stop not ta- overly taxing himself he's still doing the team and here's an opportunity for the debutant to take the mark on the missed kick in Frederick got it off quickly. Hartlett to full forward. Dixon crashes down. Rosie says, thank you very much. The first involvement for Martin Frederick. We're told his name is Flash, so we've got Fast Freddy for Freo. Fast Freddy for Freo and Flash Freddy, we're told, uh, for Port Adelaide. And what a start. What a double. Uh, All right. 
Flash, Fast Freddy, Martin Frederick, whatever you want to call him. Um, I called him Marty a lot the other night. Every time he grabbed the ball, I just find myself going, Marty, I don't know why. Um, I I don't know why I hadn't even had... I only had a couple of um, Johnny Walker and Cokes just to get some caffeine in me. And after a, a long day, I had a, a worked until 3 o'clock that day and then drove all the way down from the Brosser and flew down um, in time to try to, to catch the rover to Brook. So I had a busy day and just needed the, the caffeine plus the, plus the um, whiskey to warm me up a little bit and then just um, um, didn't have any more after that because um, obviously I was driving uh, uh, in the three, three hours later after the match. So I had a couple of pre-match and then that was it. So... Couldn't even blame um, alcohol on anything that came out of my mouth on, on Sunday night. It was just, um, I think I was, t- yeah, it's when Dan Butler missed a goal, I think I was just yelling, you effing reject, I think, a premiership reject or something like that, which is just completely off. Just, I don't need to yell. It just came out of my mouth. It's the, it's the white line fever, I guess you could say. Um, but anyway, um, I was yelling Marty a lot, um, but there's plenty of names for the lad, but whatever it is, he's a he's an absolute little... Uh, star, he's a champion. Um, what a debut! Um, I think there was a tweet. Um, I only just saw it this morning, actually, as I was, um, you know, kind of trying to wake myself up, scrolling through Twitter as you do. Um, I was seeing the Sir Swamp Thing Twitter account, which is great for. Um, I know plenty of and most people that are listening to this would have would know of the um, Twitter account because he's just an incredible um, stats guy that you can just send anything to, and he'll he'll find you the the stats. And he, he there was a tweet that came through um, last night about the most disposals of Port Adelaide on debut. And Martin Frederick is third in that list um, alongside some um, very, very good names. Um, you know, Donald Dickey is the most disposals on Port debut, by the way, with 26. Um, my favourite player when I was a young lad. I've got a signed Donald Dickey Port Adelaide football behind me right now, which I'll, th- that's a story for another day as to why I have that. Um, but yeah, Ollie Wines had 24 on debut, so again, another name that we've talked about plenty on this podcast already, and then Martin Fredericks next in the list, tied with Hamish Hartlett, actually, um, which is an incredible um, incredible thing when you think about the fact that Martin Fredericks' very first disposal uh, for his in his Port Adelaide debut was to handball the ball off to Hamish Hartlett, as we just heard in that little highlight package, um, or highlight that I just played, um, handball off to uh, Hamish Hartlett, who sent the ball inboard, um, and the... the you know, Charlie Dixon did what he did, does. He either takes the marker, brings it to ground to the advantage of one of our many dangerous forwards and uh, Rosie finished off the, the move. But I just thought that was such an incredible start to the game for Frederick. And he, and he had a lot of moments in the game like that where he, he did, you could see he, his footy smarts and it was no moment, you know, how many times would you just think, oh, I've taken a mark just outside 50. Oh, I could have load up, could have load up because it was just my first kick. I could have the dream. But I think I think for me, um, seeing a player um, take the mark like that, he backed up quickly um, to to assess the options. He didn't, he didn't, you know, didn't try to just savor the moment or anything. He, he did the team thing and he straight away, Hamish Hartlett's coming past and, he, and it was a, just a smooth handball off for Hartlett and gave... Put the ball right into Hartlett's, um, you know, into the the bread basket, um, so that, that he can take the ball on the move and just and and eyes up and and see and see the the option for him. So it was just the the smoothness of the entire move was incredible. Um, and then you know finishes off in a goal because you know that's what Dixon does. He's either going to take a mark as he's getting double or triple teamed um, almost every time, and then he's going to bring. And if he's not getting the mark, it's going to come to ground and and. Guys like Rosie or Fantasia or any of these guys, but it was Rosie in that instance, are going to be, know that that's, that's a chance and they're going to be right there and ready to feast and, and kick a, and kick a great goal that got the crowd up on their feet. But 
Um, yeah, and Frederick's debut was um, quite quite incredible. I think the only moment I remember seeing getting caught, like he got caught holding the ball um, maybe late in the first quarter or um, um, no, it was uh, sometime in the second quarter, I might possibly, but um, he it was one of those. It was a handball that he kind of he just got he got the ball and was tackled. Um, you know, it was just one of those instances where he didn't actually have much options to go to, and um, I, I don't blame him for that one at all. But beyond that, you know, just an incredible debut. Twenty three disposals. Um, was in the game all game um, and was a genuine option. You know, there's some handball sequences through the middle that he was right in the middle of, and and just um, you could just see the the the, the player that he's um, become is through just so much hard work and and um, and an incredible understanding of the game. And you can see why the coaches have. Um, and we, I mean, we saw it um, both when we we went down to the first trial match of the season for the the, the Magpies, and then we went to the opening game. Against Nord, which again um, didn't go well. I've said, I think I said that in the preview as well. But he was one of those shining lights in that game. You know, he's, he was in a game that was uh, got moving past a lot of players. Unfortunately, um, Frederick was one of the ones that was really um, in the game, and and um, and you know you can see why the coaches um, took the chance to bring him in this game because you know he, the, the the what he's been showing um, down down at the at the Resi's level has been um, um, the player that we've seen, and um, he's gonna he's it's. Um, it's incredible because we've got guys that are, that are knocking down the door now to get back into the side, and it's it's guys like Frederick that might be, um, you know, and then Drew as well, um, you know, these guys that are, are damn good players and have had had good moments. Um, who who's you know we've got Power Pepper who's looking very very much like he's going to be back in the side very soon, um, but it's it would be hard to hard to drop Frederick after that that debut, and that's that's the highest praise you can give someone if they've debuted. Um, and a team as good as ours, and and stamped their mark and said, you know, no, this is my spot for now. Um, that's a, that's a great debut. So full credit to to Martin Frederick, and and full credit to our, you know, the next generation academy and and the recruiting and all that stuff that's going on at the port at the moment. The amount of the amount of guys we've got coming through, um, you know, that's 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 why footy clubs um, and their 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 operation at every level is just so important and why I've got to appreciate what we've got going at the moment with our, um, our footy department um, at every level where it be coaching, recruiting um, and, and everything in between um, and at board level and just the, the right people being recruited to make these decisions, you know, everything like that. It's, um, you know, we're, we're reaping the benefits of, of a stable club at the moment with um, everyone doing just, you know, just the, every gear is moving nicely, whether it be on field, in the coaching or in the boardroom or... Or um, you know, there's in between with recruiting and a, and a, the the guys working on the fitness with the guys like Ryan Burton that I was just talking about. All those people are, um, you know, just doing an incredible job, and um, that's uh, that's um something to something to be thankful for. And um, yeah, um, Martin Frederick um, it's an incredible debut, and I can't wait to see plenty more of him. Um, it was a wonderful moment seeing that David Roden gave him the jersey and those photos that came out after the game of Frederick with him when he was you know ten or twelve years old, and then. And then now again, it's just um, all these stories just just warm you warm your heart as you as you're heading into the winter of um, football. Um, so um, yeah, no, I'm really happy with Frederick's debut, and um, he's he's um, he's going to have a good little career. All right, so there's one guy I haven't mentioned enough on the podcast yet um, in reviews uh, going forward, uh, going back um, the last few weeks. I keep meaning to, but then there'll be someone else I'll bring. I just it'll come to mind. I just I I, I forget to put put them in my notes because I'm I'm on another track or. What I'm doing, but um, Stephen Motlop this year is um, just not even quietly. He's having a really good. Um, I don't know how he's. Sometimes when you're in the you know Port Adelaide fan circles on social media and stuff, you 
I don't know exactly what he's how he's being um, read from, you know, other teams. How how other fans of other teams are are seeing his um, game this year if they're they're um, noticing what he's doing. But for me, um, he's just what an incredible little season he's having. Um, he's just um, there's a, he's been maligned at times since he's come over um, to Port Adelaide. It's probably the best way to put it. Um, he's he's kind he's he's been up and down. Where it'll be you know sometimes his work rate um, just hasn't been there. Whether that's been a fitness issue or um, what it is, but he's just um, he's not had the impact at times and in inconsistency as well. He's had some incredible games. Um, obviously, um, you know the the the, the qualifying final against Geelong last year. He had a, he, he really was um, you know in a game that was tight and there wasn't a whole lot of goals. You know, kicking three in that game was. Um, uh, crucial to getting the getting over the line in that one, but um, he's uh this year he's just his work rates up. He he seems he seems the fittest I've seen him at Port Adelaide. I think um just his his ability to um close space and and work across the ground and in, in that forward line as well and, and and impact and make tackles. There was a game a few weeks ago. I meant to I meant to bring him up and I I didn't, but he. His forward pressure, um, he, t- he affected a turnover um, in the Richmond game, I think, that ended up with a shot on goal from... I'm trying to think. It wasn't, I don't think it was actually him that had the shot on goal, but he was the one that kind of affected the turnover because um, I think that the, whoever it was from Richmond kicked it straight to us. Unfortunately, we missed the, the shot from kind of on the boundary there, so it wasn't the easiest. But um, he uh, he's just had an incredible impact this year, and um, he's, he just does seem to be... Um, at a at a kind of level that we haven't seen him yet at Port Adelaide until this year, and um, you know whether that's been some niggling injuries and and just the in and out of the side, he hasn't um, hasn't had the uh, the impact he's wanted to in that sense. But um, I I just he's, the other night I just again when he's kicking three goals and there's a, there's a thing about it, I'm not exactly sure how to put it, and that's why I'm probably stumbling on the words a little bit. There's just a swagger to his game, and I guess that's the, probably the best way to put it. Um, his set shot routine is um, I'm just noticing it more this year, and whether it's uh, he's just um, and that's probably the other thing is um, he's so he's got eight goals for the year so far, so a, a good a good return um so far, and and it's eight goals three um, so he's kicking he's kicking accurately, and some of those goals like the, the, he's kicked a few like there was ones against there was one against a couple against Richmond I think um. One, it was at least one against Richmond that was kind of from that forty-five degree angle, um, over in that pocket, um, that that scoreboard pocket, I guess you could say, at Adelaide Oval, and um, he had again the one the other night. Um, the first goal of the game was a real, right over there in front of in front of us, basically on that on that fifty. Um, in a we're over in Bay One Forty over there, and um, he's just um, he's he's kicking his routine and everything that's going with it is um is consistent and and he's and he's. Suddenly, one of the most more reliable kicks. So like when he's marking those ones, I'm like, he's a good chance at this one. Um, and uh, and it, there's a big goal when you've got a guy like that. And when when you consider the fact that we've got um, Dixon kicking a couple, Georgiardi's kicking a couple, Fantasia kicking a couple, and then you've got Motlop as well coming in there, and Rosie kicked a couple, um, and then Boke's popping up with one, Gray's popping up with one. It's just it's such a potent forward line. It's it's incredible. Um, so when you got Motlop, who can just pop up and kick three as well, as well as he's, um, 
you know, having a good good amount of disposal as well, and just impacting the game um, in a way that we haven't seen him in these these four years here yet. You know, he's had those. He's had. He's certainly had his moments. I mean, we all remember Flash Flashpoint Stevie Motlop, um, and but his actual across the game impact this this year is just better than I've ever seen it. Um, you know, his disposal. He's just. He's just. Just playing. He's just playing better. Um, you know, he's. he's Averaging 15 disposals a game, almost 16 disposals a game. You know, he's just he's just at, at a just having he's in that nice little zone of he's never going to be the biggest disposal get, getter on the field unless he has just one of those games. But he's if he's getting in that in that range, but more importantly, having that impact that um, you know isn't quite sometimes ten, it's just that pressure or he's he's moving he's closing space, he's putting the that forward line pressure, all those things that we need um, to play the kind of the way we do. Um, if he's having that impact, it's uh, it's just an incredible boon to our side. And again, that's um, I talked about Burton being a, a new player for our side this year. You know, Motlop at this level um, is a is a lot more of a is 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 a new player as well. Um, if he keeps playing, kind of bringing that kind of game to every game, um, he's going to be um, you know, going to be a new player for us again this year as well. Um, it did he did he did steal one off off a of Raz the other night. Um, um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock the um, the running the running and the effort in that one. Unfortunately, just um, a little bit more situational awareness. But whether he thought the I think he just thought the player was right behind him and might have been, was going to spoil it maybe and didn't quite realize how close he was to the goal. But um, Raz got it back very soon after, so um, no harm, no foul, and we were we were we were fine. Speaking of Raz, um, that got first goal he kicked. Um, Early in the, the well, in the first quarter there, which I'll I'll play the highlight package in a second. It's probably my, it's my play of the day probably for a few reasons. Um, you know, I, I the pickup from Raz first of all, um, just as a as just as the kick itself, uh, the the pickup itself, um, was so silky smooth. It kind of um, just uh, I don't know. There's just Something about his his he it's, it's the Robbie Grayness I've talked about a few times. Um, his is just that that instinct skill that you can't teach. It's just that you, a player's got it or they don't, and then they've got a you know they've got that part of their 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 psyche and their mentality, and then they've they've just got to have the the footy the body and the footy smarts around it to utilize it and and like we've seen Robbie do over the years with some of the incredible stuff he's done with his hands and feet. Um, Raz has got that same ability and in, in, in that pickup. Um, I'm just watching it now, just trying to describe it. But I'm, I'm not. I, these moments, are, you just can't describe them. Um, unfortunately, um, particularly when you're like me and just stumble over words um, all the time. But um, you know, the kicking board was from um, you know Ollie, and um, then you know Raz just scooped it up and just in one fluid motion, just takes it into the body and is able to transfer it to the hands to get a snap off because it's not an easy those snaps. We see we see our team miss them all the time, and we see players around the league miss them because it's it's you're running across you know sideways to goal, and you've got to get it on the you know you got to snap around the body with pressure on and 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 get it right, and um, just the the fact that you can pick up a ball that's bouncing off the ground, which obviously with an AFL footy is um, always you know you never know what the bounce is going to be, but um, when you're that skilled, you do you can sometimes figure out how it will be based on how it's how it's coming through. And he was able to scoop it up, get into the body, and then onto the hands, all in one, you know, in a, in a second, uh, and snap just an incredible goal, and and celebrate duly as well. You know, he's got he's got a good he's um he's got the flashiness to know when to just give give it the big ones um, with um the celebrations as well, which we all appreciate. Um, 
and you know, again, he's just he's um I think he might have kicked three the other night as well. It's just like how, how potent are we with our four line? Again, I've said it before, but you know, when Motlops could pop up kicking three, you know, you know, Dixon only kicked a couple the other night, and that's a, that's a, probably the um the wonderful thing about our forward line. Um, is the fact that, and maybe I'll just talk about this to finish off before I, I'll play the the, my, the the goal and the sequence afterwards because um, it is my play of the day because there was a few things that I enjoyed about that sequence and there's, there was plenty of plays of the day from the other night but um, there's a couple of things in that sequence that I enjoyed that I will speak about in a moment but I'll just talk about the, the forward line. Um, you know, George Yardis, I haven't even mentioned too much yet but he's coming off a rising star nomination and bloody he's just every every ball he's he's see ball get ball because he <laughs> see ball fly high for the ball and get ball um and you know it the just how how much of a problem he's quickly becoming for opposition teams to figure out because he can now do the things that you know to, he's starting to draw the draw the defenders to him whenever he's flying for the ball because they know he's he's at every chance of taking a big mark and 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 certainly he's his kicking is so reliable as well that he can he's gonna he's gonna kick a bag of goals too if you know if you don't deal with him. So and you got Marshall working um, working nicely up and around the ground as well, and he can certainly um, get into the fifty and make and do the same thing. And then Charlie's down there too. So there's not just the the Charlie centric nature of our forward line that everyone was criticising last year um, isn't there. You know Charlie's only got ten goals so far this season yet where. We're scoring at a rate that um, higher than last year, anyway. So because you know, Charlie was, you know, fifteen odd goals at this point last year, um, even with the shortened quarters. So you know, Charlie's not um, not the be all and end all of our forward line anymore. You know, Georgiades is is a lock in that team now at the moment with how he is um, flying and and reading the ball and and creating problems for the opposition and um, you know, he's getting under the skin of the opposition too with the that <laughs> fifty meters he. You know, the second 50 metres was just a St. Kilda player having a brain fart, but that first one was just, um, you know, it was, um, who was the, the St. Kilda defender, whoever the dickhead was that uh, gave away that one. He's dropped the knee into him a little bit and then and shoved Rosie down afterwards and Rosie's trying to pull him off. And it's just, you know, that kind of that kind of shit, you know, getting under their skin, you know, that's when you really know the game's won too is when they're pulling that stuff. And there was a bit of that going on. I think there's someone left some chin music on um, Rosie when he took a mark as well and, could have been another fifty there, but it wasn't needed. But you know, just the fact that our forward line is just working so is so dangerous in so many ways um, is really um, important for us going forward as well. But uh, just really, really bloody fun to watch. But um, you know, Fantasia is one of those ones that's benefiting from it. Um, whether it be um, the ball coming to ground and he's able to the feed on those spoils, and and he's certainly taking his marks and and doing all that stuff as well. But um, what I loved about this goal was just the the sequence of handballs. Um, coming forward um from that one i'm just going to put it on again just so i can kind of run through it in my own head but uh you know it's um charlie pushed up the ground um you know he's up, he's up on the wing you know basically in the middle of the ground and then it takes a big mark handballs off then handball again um and it's just a sequence of th- four handballs um to, to get through the guts of the ground from where charlie takes the mark and then it, and then gets it inboard to fantasia who you know, the ball comes to ground, there's not a mark taken, but he's he's there to take to kick the to make the kick. So it's just um and what I liked about that, um, as far as the play, because there was there was a lot of sequences like that this in this game where we, we ham we um were able to get a quick sequence of three or four handballs off through the middle of the ground there and, and and get right through the corridor and um and and really open it up because you just when you get a sequence of handballs off that that is as smooth as that, um, you end up um 
you know, it just takes so many players, um, opposition players out of the game when you can cut through them like that. And that's what kind of what happened in that sequence. And it was just incredible. And then, and just, and then just the finish to kind of finish off the, just what was an incredible little sequence of, uh, of um, Port Adelaide play and kind of um, symbolizes kind of like just how good we can be. Amon again. He's had six disposals already tonight after 28 last week. Charlie Dixon, a hard man to move, particularly for Ben Long. And they can glide through the middle again. Drew winds kept coming and just he softened the kick. Oh, look at that. Fantasia. Absolutely fantastic. Take the mark. Eyes into them. You know, that's just. Stuff like that, I just I love seeing that. You know, there's there's probably plenty if I'd um I hadn't had a chance to watch the game back on the TV yet. Um, unfortunately, I was at the game obviously, so I saw it and have plenty of memories from it. And um, watched the highlight. I've watched all the highlight packages. Just haven't had I've, I haven't actually had a day off work since last week. So, um, work in hospitality. So worked the entire long weekend and I worked yesterday. And then going to work after I finish this as well. Um, so just hadn't had the time. So <laughs> literally have not had. Um, uh, you know, two or three hours to sit down and watch a replay. It's just literally hasn't been in my time. So um, there might have been some other things I've missed from the game um, that uh, just you know you see from uh, a TV angle that you wouldn't have, wouldn't have noticed the game. But the general flow of the game, I feel you know, and, and it, all the all reports are that you know just the, the control of the game. I think it's in the things we learned on the, the Port website was there. The control of the game was on there as well. Um, and it's just these are the things that um, the most important things I noticed from the game and. Um, and that play, I remember watching that one from even from my angle when I was watching, just the way way that one unfolded was just it just kind of epitomised what we're what we're doing so well at the moment, and we did that a lot through that game as well. Those sequence of handballs just to dice through the opposition, um, and then get a get a dangerous kick into the forward lines, and um, and uh, while you know we still didn't put the you know it wasn't a twenty goal performance or anything like that, it was certainly a performance that would have it, we would have put those in that amount of goals off on if needed. Um, it just wasn't required. We had the game won at the half time, and and that's an important thing to to note is that um, when Port Adelaide are putting games in the games in the bag, um, you know beyond um, Richmond and uh, and obviously West Coast, um, every game all our other four wins have been you know you, even if even if the scoreline is theoretically there to come back from um i haven't seen a sport adelaide team um has is just so good and so in control of the footy and the games at the moment that um none of those games i i could imagine any of those teams coming back from unless there was miracles injuries all those kind of things that can happen knock on wood again but um that's what's uh, fun to watch about the sport side at the moment is that we are just controlling these games incredibly well and um and that's just and that's what it was again the other night. It was one by half time. Um, the second half was just had to be played because it had to be played. But um, we had the job done. And um, once again, um, yeah, we're five and one. Uh, it's an incredible springboard. We're up in. Uh, we've got third spot locked away on our own at the moment, which is the other important factor about the game. Just quickly, um, with Richmond losing uh, the night before, uh, we actually had an opportunity to kind of you know, break. There's the there's obviously the leading pack of um, the, the dogs and demons undefeated at the top. Um, but that's with our one, where you know the lone team sitting there with one five and one. So we've just got that little break in third there. Um, so we've got to keep keep pace with the with the the top pack, but um, also keep ahead of that. You know, take advantage of whenever those teams that we that are in competition with us um, for those top spots. Take advantage of whenever they drop points because then we can really just establish ourselves even more in that top four. 
and keep keep pace with that leading pack and then um and then make sure that we take advantage and, and, and keep ahead of those ones behind us too. So um which, you know, going into this week it's a big one. Um Brisbane up in Brisbane, um it's one of those teams where we expect to be at the top. They've had an um an odd start to the year, but still a pretty potent side, um, even without Lockie Neal. Um there's a big big boon for us. Um but yes, we need to need to keep the pace going and um you know Brisbane preview Brisbane preview will come um Thursday or Friday, or Thursday night or early Friday, and um, I'll get onto that one. But um, uh, but for now, we're five and one. Um, another great win, another great night at um, the Portress um, at Adelaide Oval, um, getting the chocolates and and doing the job. And what was a, a, a good occasion for reflection for the past and history and and the, and the incredible history that Port Adelaide has um, interlinked with um, some of the Australian history of um, the Anzacs and all that. But then um, you know, incredible night on the field as well and getting the Job done easily against a team that we did lose to at the same spot last year. So, no, even if St Kilda aren't travelling well, that was still a really good win and a good marker moving forward again for our Port Adelaide Footy Club. So, great win, um, Port Adelaide by 54, um, a nice win. 5-1 and one on the season, moving forward to round 7.